Welcome to Letterbox Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we will be discussing Assassin's Blade by Sarah J Maas, the prequel to the Throne of Glass series. If you want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, just the awkwardness. Sorry. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it is a book. <laughs> it is a book. The twist of a knife, the birth of a legend. Selena Sardothian owes her reputation to Arab and Hamill. He gave her a home at the Assassin's Guild and taught her the skills she needed to survive. Arabin's enemies stretch far and wide from Adalan's rooftops and its filthy dens to remote islands and hostile deserts. Selina is duty-bound to hunt them down, but behind her assignments lies a dark truth that will seal her fate and cut her heart in two forever. Love that. Thoughts, feelings, emotions. Kenzie. It's a good book. <laughs> One day I'm just going to be like, it's a shit book. Um, no, it's a good book. It's broken up into parts, so it's easy to read. It broke my heart. <laughs> of course. It broke my heart. We've um, been new. Yeah, there were some stories in there, too, in particular, that I was like, I don't like these. These are kind of boring. But then I understand how they played a part, like, in the greater scheme of things. So, For sure. Same. I felt kind of that way. I love that it's broken down, yet again, into parts as well. And, and it really highlights those moments that Aelin looks back on through the other books. Um, I know, and I know it's about Selena, Selena in this, but like Aelin, you know, they all come for her at the end. And also, like, it's only a, a couple of years, or it's only like a year before the events of Throne of Glass because it's just before she's thrown into Endovia. So it's hard to like be like, wow, she actually has this big, huge backstory. Like, yeah. I see a lot of posts online in regards to Sam, you know, we all know like he's her lover and she loves him very dearly. But when I was reading this book, starting out, there wasn't a lot of Sam Selena love yeah. content. And I was very surprised because I got to the fourth part and I'm like, where's the relationship? Came really fast and really hard. It almost undermines how much she loves him throughout the entire series. Yeah. And how she reminisces about him. But yeah, again, I suppose it's meant to be a little prequel. I guess, again, is it's that like trope of like, he fell first, but she fell harder or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And then I think as well, because it wasn't just about like, I feel like it wasn't just romantic love. It was like together they had their freedom. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. So it was much more intense. Yeah. Yeah. The book really highlights how you know, creepy and awful Arabin truly is. Mm-hmm. But of course, we'll get to all the nitty gritty of that as we move on. But I'm also quite sad because I think this is, I don't know if Sarah J Mass has any other books other than the series that we've read. But like, as far as I'm aware, this is the last Sarah J Mass book we'll read for a while. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm low key upset about that. Because yeah, we've just read and recorded Crescent City. Mm-hmm. And like this is it, we're done until the next Whoa. book comes out. Like, <laughs> which isn't till like twenty twenty three. Exactly. <sighs> you know, this is why we haven't read Tower of Dawn yet. If we need to kind of immerse <laughs> ourselves, we have a little nibble, read a couple of pages, even though it's not about Selena and all that. But like, you know, it still be there. Tower of Dawn can be that little invisible string that we can hold on to until the next books come ar- come around, you know. I still don't think I could ever bring myself to read Tower of Dawn. I know, but like, <laughs> in my heart, we have finished the series. But of course, yeah. logistically, we have not. But yeah. again, it, the, the pull is there, if no need be. can make me. <laughs> gun to your head. Yeah, gun to my head. Kill me. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Tell my family I love them. Yeah. 
But yeah, yeah, I don't know if Sarah J. Mass has written any other like individual books or other other series. But yeah, so far, like this is it, and yeah, mm. it saddens me a little bit. Her story is over, for now. Alrighty, we'll kick on part one of the book, The Assassin and the Pirate Lord. This, I think, this was one of my favorite ones because it's I got to see the big picture of her and um, Rolf. Yes, and then because yeah, it alludes to it in the main, like it alludes to many things in this, but like that was a big one. I was like, this feels like a very big kind of story from her past, and I love that it showed like how much she like cared for the slaves, and she like was like, we don't deal in bodies, like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It cuz it pretty much expands on what they were bantering and talking about in Empire of Storms. Cuz like you hear, you know, Rolf complaining, "Oh, you're arrogant and um yeah, you ruined the slave tra- much slave trade and all that type of stuff. You freed these slaves, stole my ships, destroyed everything, blah blah blah." At 16, mind you, firstly, and opens up that picture yeah. in Empire of Storms. We now know what it meant and how it affected him and all that type of stuff. Yes. But also, as well, it really gives also backstory, more backstory of Arabin as well. Yeah, for sure. But also, in the beginning of this part, it starts off as, like, a meeting with Arabin and his assassins. Ben recently died, and we learned that Selena had quite the relationship kind of with him as well prior. And in the beginning, it came across as enemies to lovers between Sam and Selena, because they were kind of like, I don't know, rile each other up. Mm. But I suppose at the end of the day, if you're working yeah, with one of the greatest assassins, um, or for one of the greatest assassins, you got to keep each other in check in terms of skills and stuff. So perhaps it's I just don't, that no, type of attitude. Do you reckon Harriban's ever killed someone, though? Or if it's very, like, Charles Manson vibes, where he just sends people out to do his dirty work? I, I feel like... So he can be like, I haven't killed anyone. I'm innocent. <laughs> I get that vibe. Yeah. Absolutely. Always, yeah, sending somebody else... He's never, his blood, uh, his hand has never seen blood or felt blood. Never done a, a day of work in his life. Nah, he has the softest hands. <laughs> but yeah, back to Rolf and all Sorry. that. That's all good. Nah, I, I, the one that uh, diverted. But yeah, and at this point, Selena is 16 years old. Sam is 17 years old. Arabin, we established, it's is like about 30. 30 odd. Fucking old ass. And he's in Jesus. love with Selena. Gross. Yuck. And yeah, this also kind of highlights that's how creepy and grooming yeah. he is, again, especially like, in Assassins in Queen of Shadows. Yeah, uh, like again, I don't know why we need to be bringing these sorts of uh, this dynamics, dynamics, and this um, 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 um the, when you're telling a story. Oh my god, narrative. Why we have to bring this narrative into this story, like. He doesn't have to be a groomer vibe. He can just generally be a creepy guy. And, like, couldn't he, like, wouldn't it have been great if, like, he was 18 or whatever and, like, freshly, like, inherited, like, the keep or whatever? Mm. Like, he can still be, like, a complete evil person without having to do... Without being a groomer. Because, yeah, then once it's established, sorry, skipping ahead as well, when he buys Lysandra, it's like, okay, well, he's essentially raping her every night. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Not only rape, but also statutory rape as well because of the age. Yeah. He's a pedophile. Yeah. (laughs) But then we've got to remember the times that these were written. Like, when was this? Like, 2015? Claire, that's like two years ago. That was last week. Not, not anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anymore. Wait, go on. You have the book. What year was it? Uh, oh, true. You have the evidence. And because this came, like, after the other ones. So, 2014. 
We graduated, we graduated. in 2014. <laughs> Oh. So yeah, you got to think of the time. You got to think of the time. No, think- no, actually, like no, 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 no. Fanta- like fantasy writing, like you know, like Game of Thrones, etc. Like, I know it's it's weird to say, but I think especially this day and age now, like future fantasy going forward, like they're definitely going to try and stamp out that type of thing. Hopefully, because like we don't need it. While we're at it, let's stop having five hundred year old men date nineteen year old women. You can be immortal and you can be twenty. It's fine. Unless it's Rune Dannon. Dannon can come at me or who wants. <laughs> come at you or in you? Both. <laughs> On me. I'm going to cut that. Around me. I'm going I'm to cut I'll leave it. <laughs> um, circling back to the point of this part. Um, that was a great rant though. Yeah, much appreciated. I feel like we've had a similar conversation in a different Throne of Glass yeah, episode. but always good to re-highlight that our views have not changed and yeah it was good i think there was a parallel in kingdom of ash to this because sam maneuvered the catapult yes like moved it with his hands and then selena or aelin did the same thing yes but yeah so that was a cool moment and yeah i was expecting sam and selena to be like already secretly dating because of how we already but no it was like genuine like jealousy and kind of fighting for the you know assassin master's attention almost so i was a little bit disappointed in that because i thought they were going to be like in love off the bat but it took a while and as you said earlier like it felt a bit rushed and mm. yeah it just seems to undermine her love for him in the series moving forward it'd be yeah, interesting how arab interesting but not surprised that arabin was really into the whole slave trade thing but yeah it just goes to show he's only down for the for the profits but i love in these types of books as well like yeah business buzzwords like investment profits and like it's like you don't get down yeah. to the nitty-gritty absolute business model of it all it's just so funny to me i was interested i think it may have been mentioned in the series but i may have forgotten mm-hmm. that sam's mother was a courtesan herself um yeah so sam's mum was a courtesan as well herself and i think it said that if sam didn't go to arabin he would have been trained to be a like courtesan himself just like um archer finn arguably sam could have would still be alive perhaps because i don't think the courtesans and the assassins have any real interaction other than the process of buying them that sounds so gross yeah and like and like yeah paying for their services you know but hey i mean if sam was a courtesan he'd still be alive no yeah exactly (laughs) and selena probably would have freed him anyway yeah probably oh then he still would have ended up dead probably i know out of jealousy yeah well yeah yeah, all right i'm kind of done with the assassin and the pirate lord but yeah overall this yeah paints a better picture for what rolf and i guess aelin were talking about in empire of storms so it's good to have that context blown up and into greater detail but I also loved how the plan wasn't perfect. Yeah. Well, I don't think she had a plan until she found out. That yeah, 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 for sure. But, like, I love the fuck-ups along the way. Because let's remember, yeah, she's 16. 16, impulsive, yeah. arrogant. Yeah, she's just trying to do the best she can. Exactly, yeah. And Sam's just, like, trying to play it safe. As an assassin, funnily enough. Yeah. Um, but no, lucky he got roped in pretty easily. But, yeah, loved it. The freeing moment, just destroying the ships and the catapult was just fantastic. Kicking Rolf's ass in the in the in their little spa was great. Because again, she is sixteen and he's an old man. Exactly. She is so powerful. Alrighty, moving on. The assassin and the healer. This part surprised me for obvious reasons. <laughs> I was not expecting Irene to be in this book or mentioned at all. So I read this 
before I knew about Irene. Okay. So I was like, okay, cool healer. And then I found out about Irene. And I was like, wait a damn minute. Yeah. Was there, in Kingdom of Ash, was there an acknowledgement of like a past knowing between Irene and... Yeah, I think because she had the note from her or whatever. Okay, yeah. And like Kale knew, like Irene had like told him about... Yeah, we met a girl. Like assassin. Yeah. The assassin, And so Kale knew that it was Selena. Oh, nice. Selena has all these bloody connections. (laughs) Yeah, doesn't she? But yeah, again, yeah, I was incredibly surprised. I'm like, what? How did she end up here? I thought she just grew up in the Torres Sesme or whatever. Torres Sesme. Tor says me. And yeah, I thought, yeah, she was just in Tower of Dawn and then in Kingdom of Ash, but no. It goes to show how many journeys Selena has kickstarted other than her own. Like, I know I kind of just said that with yeah. how she knows so many people, but like, everyone's journeys, meeting her was their pivot moment almost. Yeah, meeting the 16 to 18 year old. Yeah. <laughs> I think now that I think about it, it's quite fantastic how it comes full circle to the big to the end of the series as well. But then, like, I wonder if Sarah was going to release this anyway, or if people were just like, "No, like, we want more Selena, like, oh, we want more like Sam or whatever." And then she's like, "Oh, I'll release this then," and then just like came up with the backstories. Perhaps. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Because you don't need it exactly. Like, yeah, it gives you the more insight into Sam's story and Rolf's story and stuff. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, you don't really need. No, it's not overly, like, saturated with backstory. It's very subtle. But yeah, again, like, I think... Or maybe it was something planned all along. Because, yeah, again, she really honed in on the... Emphasize like... Because Rolf, yeah, emphasized the whole, oh, she stole my slave, freed my slaves or whatever. Yeah. Perhaps that was something that needed to be enlightened a bit more. Because it was such a bold sort of piece of dialogue and narrative, but... Such a bold departure. (laughs) But no one else really knew the context about it because only the characters knew about it. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so the assassin and the healer, essentially, it's just a real training moment. It's like a character development moment for uh, Irene, like teaching her how to be strong and fight and follow you know the path that she wants and wasn't sure if she was good enough to be trained in the Torres uh, Sesme, Tor Sesme, whatever the hell. I'm never going to get that right. And then obviously there's a moment in an alleyway where Irene is approached by a bunch of hooligan guys, more undertones <laughs> of what's about mm. to happen. And then obviously mm. Selena saves her life while also turning it into a training session and blah, blah, blah. So good f- for her, I guess. <laughs> Again, it's weird. Like, it's a character development for a character that we don't really, uh, chronologically don't know about till later, later on. But but then who ends up becoming quite important? Yeah. Again, like, though, was that planned or? Maybe this was the push to get people to read Tower of Dawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Irene's in Assassin's Blade. You just have to read Tower of I Dawn. I wonder now. if she knows, like, the discourse between. <laughs> Like, people are like, I'm not, I hate Kale, I'm not reading it. Yeah, possibly. Maybe this was the nudge they need. Um, Could you imagine she, oh no, was this written before or after Tower of Dawn? I don't know. Before. Okay, because what if, yeah, Irene. Because I think Throne of Glass and this was published at the same, like, same time. Okay, because I was thinking, what if, yeah, Irene was just like a throwaway person to then train off you know into the Mm. other southern continent a future contact for whatever and then yeah Yeah. she starts writing oh the healers are over there oh we can bring irene back (laughs) i don't have to create a completely different character to fall in love with (laughs) kale you know but i don't know 
again, like glad it all comes full circle. Still not reading Tarot Dawn though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, that part is really not much in terms of Selena's journey. She's on her way to the Red Desert because obviously yeah. she fucked up Arabin's deal and Arabin is punishing her, yes, being sent away. Did we did it is it mentioned in this at the start of this part or somewhere in this part about how uh her and Sam got beat up by Arabin? Uh yes, because yes, because she's still a bit bruised and everything and Yes. Yeah, it's part of the punishment because they were hurting each other. Like, because, yeah, Selena thought they were going to beat up Sam for her. Yeah. So, but no, it was the other way around. And obviously, I suppose during the, the Rolf thing, uh, they, Sam kind of probably started to develop feelings then because he did say to Arabin as he was beating Selena, you know, I will kill you. Yeah. But yeah, I completely, <laughs> completely forgot about that moment until you brought it up. But yeah, that's a good point. And obviously this, that moment, you know, there's a lot of reference back to it, especially during the Red Desert stuff about... Masters abusing their workers, I guess. Acolytes. So not cool. And it just goes to show how Arabin really doesn't care about Selena at all if he's willing to, like, yeah, beat her up while also professing how much he, like, you know, loves her, I guess. Loves her. And treats her and just wants her to be the best and all that type of stuff. like, like, 100% like narcissist. For sure, yeah. Like, gaslight. Yeah, gaslight, gatekeep. No, I'm doing this to help you exactly you did this you're you're you are forcing me to send you to the you made me do this (laughs) Uh, i hate this (laughs) this is taking a turn um but yeah um yeah i think she's quite still bruised and swollen from that beating unfortunately in this and i think irene yeah irene helps her she helps heals her a little bit which is very nice of her and yeah other than that there's not much about this to be honest, yeah, it's really more of a training Yeah, see, like, Irene. these stories, like, some of them, two of them, I could do without. Like, like this, this one, this moment? Really, yep. <laughs> it doesn't really propel her forward. It, if anything, it propels Irene forward a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, I suppose that's all there is for that one. Moving on to the next part, the assassin and the desert. The enigma that is the Red Desert silent assassins. Because we hear yes. they're referenced a lot throughout the series because obviously Selena would constantly refer to her time back there. And of course the introduction... And this is about how she had an... What is it? A Styrian horse? Yeah, she stole the Styrian horse. A story. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. Because <laughs> that story does get brought up. No, the horse. Oh, the Asterian. Ah, yep, 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 yep. I understand now. <laughs> Honestly, I did kind of make that connection, but like, is it really a connection? Or is it just, is it just a cool it. name? Um, gorgeous, gorgeous girls will understand subtly what we're talking <laughs> about. But yep, yeah, and this is also where we learn a bit more about the origins of Ansel of Briarcliff. I love her name. I love, it just sounds so cool and noble. Yeah. But yes, the silent assassin. And now she's a traitor. She is a traitor. Although I was quite disappointed, I, we never hear Selena actually say, you owe me a life debt. It was just kind of assumed. Yeah, because when she was riding away, because Selena's like, I'll give you blah, blah, blah. Because Selena's like, I'll shoot my arrow at you. Like, I'll give you like 20 minutes. However many, 20 minutes. She shot at 21. Yeah, and then, and like, because what's her face? Brian Cliff knew that um, she never misses or whatever. And on, or like, no, she's on time. And yeah, Selena gave her an extra minute. Yeah. 
So I think that, yeah, it's just like silently assumed. But yeah, but before she ran away, I was like, you now owe me a life debt. Because they say that to each other at some point in, when when is it? Empire of Storms? No, yeah. Kingdom of Ash even. It's like, oh, I think Ansel said, oh, I owe her a life debt. But it's like, you never explicitly said those words. So that's where yeah. I got a little bit confused. But yeah, the silent assassins... Selena is trying to gain the attention of the Mute Master, which is one of the greatest silent assassins. It would have been such an honour to learn from him, and of course she is not getting any attention because she isn't doing anything to warrant proper training. She's not worthy. He is very picky, and uh, we learn that Lord Beric is sending people... I forget the politics of it as I speak. Yeah, I was confused because I was like, so who's betraying who and what's happening? Yeah, Lord Beric sends people to like sack the assassin place every now and then and they always have to fight and it's learned that Ansel is the kind of liaison between the silent assassins and him. Turns out she's been secretly working for them but we'll get to that later. Uh, We learn of a character named, is it Mikhail or Michael? Mikhail? I say Mikhail. It turns out Mikhail and Ansel are lovers and we get to see Ilias, low-key ship Ilias and Selena. Yeah, low-key love interest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fifth love interest she's ever had. But no, nah, it was cool. It was cute. But it's nice that, you know, he handled the rejection quite well. Yeah. Also, it's quite funny that the mute master, like, he just chooses not to talk. And then Ilias just doesn't does the same thing. Yeah, he's like, okay. <laughs> I'll follow in my father's footsteps. Uh, Ansel takes Selena on a mission because Ansel is on a liaising mission for Lord Beric and they stop at some markets and there's a mention of like is it Stygian Stygian spiders there's Stygian spiders yeah the merchant talking about it and he sounds like familiar in a way like is he does he pop up again throughout the main series or it just seemed like he was familiar yeah it just seemed like it but then there's a mention that they reside in the Rune Mountains Mm-hmm. familiar and obviously we know that spider silk is quite rare and so Ansel's betrayal like again this is one of those ones in this book that I was like I don't care yeah I think the merchant at some point says to Selena an assassin from the north might do it in terms I forget what the context is but that seemed to stuck with me it seemed it gives off real fortune teller vibes yeah um, and of course during this mission Ansel uh, encourages Selena to steal an Asterian horse with her Mm-hmm. Um, Casida, Casida, Casida. So that's fun. We understand that reference because that is then, yeah, referenced again. Yeah, a very a throwaway moment though when she's like, "I had an Asterian mare." But every time she mentions it, everyone's super impressed. They're like, "How did you yeah. do that?" And now we know yeah. how she did it. Technically, it was yeah. Ansel's idea, so yeah. that's not great stealing somebody else's credit. <laughs> but also that thing, that whole moment. Is the reason why the meat master gained interest in her because she did something so bold and then yes. of course Ansel then becomes jealous of gaining that attention and ha- takes the opportunity to betray the silent assassins she kills Mikhail which rip dude like yeah why because they probably tried to stop her and she yeah. was about to kill the meat master but of course Selena saves him and then back to the whole I'm gonna give you 20 minutes she fires yep. at 21. Ansel takes the L and she reveals <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Meat Master explains Ansel's proper backstory because she claimed that she was the last heir of the Briarcliff nobility, yeah. I guess, but then that's um, not true. I just forget what her actual backstory is. Goes to show how much I've actually paid attention. I finished this book in a day, but a lot of it was just skimming. 
Yeah. But then, um, yeah, Selena uses her name in Queen of Shadows. Yes. Yeah, in the fighting pits to as like a sign like I need your help. Because, like, why would I use your name? But bold of her to assume that Ansel still isn't holding the grudge, you know? Yeah. What a risk. Yeah. Well, I think the life debt, like... Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Again, those words were never explicitly said, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm over it. And, yeah, and then Selena goes back to Rifthold and to the Assassin's Keep and continue. Her punishment has been served, I guess. She's been sent back. Mm-hmm. All is well. Assassin of the Underworld is the next part. Selena's just arrived back in Rifthold. She learns that Sam has been... Taking the L. <laughs> taking, <laughs> taking the L. Taking the Lysandra. Uh, and oh, yeah, yes. This is... Yeah, Lysandra has made an appearance. Oh, I had to not like her in this. She is my girl in the series. She is the real... It just goes to show how much growth she's had. Like, mm. if you haven't haven't loved her it makes me love her even more almost sam's punishment was essentially like doting on her and like taking her to parties and balls and ballets like her her handmaid but also it's a way to make selena jealous almost and because we know how much arabin loves her there's a mention of wesley which is arabin's bodyguard we know how he comes into play like this and this whole part makes crown of midnight make more sense and it annoys yeah. me. It's like, why couldn't this have it have been this well explained in actual Crown of Midnight? Crown of Midnight, yeah. I've been going on this time so confused about, like, I'm not really caring who this Wesley character is or the meaning yeah. of Lysandra knowing this information. But yet, now I have absolute clarity, which it shouldn't happen, I don't think. It should have been, but that's just me. It should have been explained. <laughs> And I think this is the part where it becomes a bit more of a love-hate relationship between Sam and Selena because they both have feelings for each other, but, like, they don't want to admit yeah. it. But, like, she's jealous that he's has to dote on I Lysandra. Know, yeah. And it's like, oh. Oh, they also go to a ballet together, which I think is reminiscent of because she used to – she saw this ballet, I think, at some point, maybe even in the main series, or she would refer back to the ballet that she liked seeing. Yeah, because Arabin used to take her. But yeah, let's let's talk about Lysandra really quick. Oh, like, yeah, she made me not like her because she's like pulling, like trying to rile Selena up, and yeah, she's. It's quite sad how proud she is of you know being a courtesan, even though she's so young. Not that it's not yeah. something. Not saying that it's not to be proud of, but like it's a pretty shitty situation in this. They in were this just society. pitted against each other as well. Like yeah, her and Selena. Mm, especially for like Arabin's affections as well. Not that Selena yeah. really wants Arabin's affections, but no, I think she wanted the validation. Yes, I agree with but that. But I don't. Yeah, but she wasn't looking for the affection. No, and obviously, yeah, Lysandra used that to rile her up, and she yeah. definitely used Sam as a bit of arm candy to rile her up. Also, um, I think in this part, yeah, Arabin buys Lysandra, which is yeah. No. 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 That's at the end. That's at the end. Yes, but because Selena pays, she buys herself and Sam's freedom. Yep. And then Arabin uses that money to buy Lysandra to prove that, like, like, fuck you. Like, your money means nothing to me. Because Selena had saved all of her. So, of course, the meat master gave her all the money. Sam's freedom leaves a lot of implications in regards to Arabin. Which pretty much kickstarts the final part of the book, which is the Assassin and the Empire. Have essentially moved out of the Assassin's Keep and into her apartment. 
away from Arabin, away and he from is Arabin. Yes. upset because he doesn't like that. Yeah, Selena used all her money basically to get them out. Um, so they're kind of looking for like contract jobs to get uh... them a bit of cashola. And is it Sam who comes across? Yeah, contract. Yeah, he does. Again, like, this contract part, I forget what happens, but also at the same time, I think Arabin has, like, suits and stuff for them. Like, they still kind of seemingly work-ish for him. Yeah, I think, like, as, like, independent contractors at this point. Yeah, because I remember, I keep seeing the fan art of them in the sewers and them in their black armour and stuff, or their, their outfits. Yeah. So I think this is something to do with this contract, almost. Because Selena, for once, almost dies in the sewer. Yeah. And this is, like, the moment where they kind of profess their love for each other and they kiss and it's all fantastic. It's all well and good. Yeah. I think also because Arabin had the suits made, Arabin knew the weak spots uh, in the suits. Yes, of course he would. Because he is a slimy dickhead and jealous. Oof. <sighs> It just makes so, it a bit more devastating. Thanks, Kenzie. Yeah. You ruined my day. <laughs> that was my 13th reason. Yeah. So, yeah, there's... Yeah, again, like, I forget the intricacies of it, but, yeah, there's a contract, and it's, like, to bring down, like, one of the crime lords or whatever in Rifthold. Rourke jo- Joan Jace and Rourke Farron. Yeah, so I think, like, something's... Ha- oh, yeah, so Sam is captured, and... Nope. This is so wrong. Hang on, no, <laughs> I'm okay. skipping ahead. Sorry. So, yeah, so it's contract, and essentially, like, Arabin is involved, and um, basically, Sam is tortured and killed. <laughs> yeah, rip. We've been new. We've been new, yeah, obviously, because we read Throne of Glass. So, we know that Sam is dead. But, so, Sam is tortured and killed. Selena, like, sees his body and. Is morning and blah, blah, Again, blah. that fan art I keep seeing of like Sam yeah. on the table tortured and Selena's just like holding him. It's like, oh, yeah. it makes me cry every time. So upsetting. It's such a graphic piece of art too, but like it's just so. The art quality, I mean, is good. Not that the fact that he was tortured, but the art quality was fantastic. But yeah, also the reason why they picked up this contract was because, you know, living away from Arabin and he hasn't blessed them to really start off their own assassin's keep in fear of competitiveness about it uh sam had been fighting in the fighting pits and obviously selena's like don't fucking do that and so he's like yes ma'am so they i think they got a this is a pity contract from like arabin like a final contract i think and the reason i think i don't know if it's these two but it was a whole scheme that was twisted to make it seem like there was another slave trade deal happening yeah that selena and sam are going to stop but then it obviously in the end it is revealed that it was to establish a slave trade proper so selena had been played almost twice because she loses sam and also you know arabin has a slave trade now yeah essentially and this is how wesley kind of gets involved which is um a bodyguard yeah for arabin and Obviously, once Selena found out that Sam has been captured or even killed, he, she kills Wesley, and he tried to explain no, to her. No, no. See, this is where I got mixed up as well. Okay. Wrong. Okay. So, so Sam is tortured and killed. That's over. And then, um, um, Selena finds out 
because she's like, I'm gonna go and kill Rogfan or whoever tortured Sam. Oh, yeah. And she like hears like a rumor of where he is or something like that that he's like doing. And she's like, Well, I'm gonna go after him. And this is where Wesley tries to warn her don't go, it's a trap, essentially. And she doesn't believe him. Um, and then that's when she's captured and taken to Endovia. Mm. And Wesley, and like, we been new, but it's also kind of revealed in this moment that that was Arabin's doing. And, yes. like, Wesley ask, asks him, like, why did you do all this? And he says, because he doesn't like the share. Yes, and he hates the fact that Selena chose Sam over yeah. Arabin. And so, again, let's remember, yeah, that Selena is 17 and Arabin is at least 35. Is, is an old dinosaur <laughs> yeah. in comparison. Like, I get it, he's probably hot, but she's 17. Yeah, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> And I think she was, yeah, in when she was trying to kill Rockfar and, like, the whole setup, sneaking into his office or room or whatever, it was just too easy. It was too, too easy, perfect. Yeah. And then Rock even said to her, um, who did you think set this up type of thing. Yeah. And I think, yeah, she's still in um, denial. Like, I think it, I don't know when she realised, but, yeah, at some point she knew that it was all Arabin. I, f- I feel like, yeah, early on, she genuinely probably also thought that Sam just fucked up and that's yeah. what got him killed. And then how devastating would that be for you because she was still in love with him. Like, yeah, he's dead. Like, how devastating to be in love with someone but still, like, anger at them <coughs> that they fucked up because he's dead. Like, his mistake got him killed and her captured. Yeah. Like, how long would she have been believing that while she's sitting in the salt mines? Yeah, for sure. He was all, he was desperate. He was like, just give me one more contract, one more contract. And all it takes is like that one more thing to get you yeah. killed. And obviously this also works in Rock Farron's favour because Arabin got like Joan killed or whatever. Or like maybe Sam did kill him. I'm not too sure. I forget about the intricacies as well. Yeah. But then one of the final scenes before it's Selena off to Endovia is Rock and Arabin talking to each other. And then Arabin pretty much declares giving him the title of the biggest crime lord in Rifthold, which is yeah. what he wanted. And then, yeah, Selena's just off to Endovia. It's just a depressing couple of chapters where she's just, you know, driving on through the Oakwald forest. She sees a white stag, though, so. Yeah, nice also devastating. Because it's a white stag of Terrison. Yeah. And then, yeah, we pick up what in Throne of Glass and it's a year later? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's been yeah, a while. Yeah, she's 18. Most people don't make it past, what, three months though? Yeah, but she is built different. Yeah. She truly is. Um, and I was just going to say, this whole, like, last part, I guess, this makes more sense and answers more questions than what was they were trying to talk about in Crown of Midnight. You know, mm. with the whole Rock Farron thing, like, I had no interest in it, no fucking idea. Yeah. But this kind of clears everything up. It makes Crown of Midnight make more sense and gives me a bit more clarity. But, like, Crown of Midnight should have been able to do that on its own as well. Yeah. And then I think in Crown of Midnight, I think Wesley does get killed then, if I remember. I think, well, yeah, he's off screen killed previously. I think Arabin kills him because Arabin, like, realises that he's against him he knows he knows he knows i know he knows um which also i've just because i've been thinking about crown of midnight a little bit leading up to to this is archer finn had a pretty significant role in crown of midnight because apparently allegedly they like you know grew up together but like yet there was no reference of him at all in this book yeah true yeah because archer finn is essentially what sam would have been 
Yeah, it, it's he would definitely be Courtesan Sam. Oh. Yeah, Courtesan. Yeah, and um, yeah, Selena and Archer knew each other from like a young age. So. Yeah, so like, I'm surprised that he just wasn't included in this book. But as you said, like the this was released after Throne of Glass, the like first kind book. of around the same time-ish. So yeah, but maybe Archer. But maybe yeah, Archer uh, wasn't an established character. Perhaps, but yeah, that just had me thinking about that to be honest. Um, but yeah, Endovia. She's been through so much. It j- but as I said earlier, yeah, like I felt like there w- would have been a lot more romance in this book instead of like again like the back half. Yeah, I'd love yeah a book or something that's just like all the moments of them actually being happy. Like just soft moments. Like I don't yeah. mind domestic shit or yeah. like even them doing. I other love missions domestic together. romance. I don't necessarily yeah need like smut. Just give me yeah domestic bliss. <laughs> Like, small Aww. little moments. I wouldn't mind more moments where it was, like, like in the first part with Captain Rolf, like, them working together to do something. Yeah. Because it's always, it was, like, I know killing Joan and Rook Farron, it was the same mission, but they had different goals. Like, it would have mm. been nice for them to have more essential teamwork. Yeah. That's, but then again, that's just me. Um, but, yeah, again, romance towards the back end, and yet she carries that over throughout the entirety of the Throne of Glass series. Yeah, and again, really, like, I feel like from them, like, living together and, like, admitting their love or whatever, like, they didn't have that long together, and I understand that, like, each love is different and the way you love a person, like, I can't talk about loving people from my past, (laughs) but, like, yeah, she carries that with her through everything. It's like that plot device thing where it just leads her forward, she does, she's doing it for Sam. Which, which happens to a lot of characters throughout this book, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> a death that just drives them forward. But yeah, Endovia, the salt mines. And then, yeah, I guess I guess that's pretty much it for Assassin's Blade. I'm also, as I said, I probably said this in the beginning, but I'm sad that it's over now because this is the last Sarah J Mass book that we have read. Yeah. Throne of Glass, it's huge. Yeah, the whole series, like, meant a lot to me. And th- these were released in throughout our time in, like, high school and stuff almost. So, like, I wish I'd read it in high school. And I wish I'd known. Like, the books that, like, I read in high school were, like, I read Skullduggery, Pleasant, and, like, John oh, Green yeah. books and stuff. And, like, Vampire Diaries. Like, I had never heard of Throne of Glass until after I read Akatar. Mm. Like, yeah, I wish same. I'd known. I feel like Selena really would have, like, carved a lot of my life. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like if it was more popular, kind of like Hunger Games, like, we would have a TV, we would have show, a TV slash show series yeah. by now. A lot of ifs. It, our what ifs are being haunted by what could yeah. have been. But yeah, like, we're also reading, yeah, Hunger Games, uh, Divergent, like, all those dystopian. I, I guess it was really a dystopian. I never era read Divergent, then. but yeah. Yeah, and John Green, a John Green era. Yeah. Maze Runner. I think as well, like, it was pretty impressive. This is way off, sorry everyone, about um, Assassin's Blade. But we are trying to get, like, a little bit more personal in here. Um, Like, it was, like, the era of Tumblr. But, like, there wasn't TikTok. Re- Instagram wasn't really a thing. Twitter Instagram wasn't even... was just a photo app. Yeah, Twitter wasn't even really a thing. So it's amazing how, like... We all knew about, like, John Green. We all knew about Divergent. Like, the way that, like, book talk, for want of a better word, like, existed on, like, Tumblr book talk. Like, or, yeah, or even by word of mouth and yeah. all that type of stuff. Or YouTube even, because John Green and Hank Green, YouTube yeah, on blah, YouTube. blah, blah. Yeah, look, I don't even remember how I got into, like, John Green. My friend, I had a, yeah, friend who recommended it to me. 
and then obviously the TV, uh, the TV, the movie made it the Fault in Our Stars, you know, mm. upped upped it up a bit. Yeah. And then that's when you assumed all these books was going to be a movie or a TV show at least. And I think you told me the other day that Looking for Alaska is an actual TV series, and I'm devastated yeah. that I've only found out this year. It's on Stan. We should watch it. I've already watched it, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> is it good though? It's really good. Like I it's need a to pretty good. It. I never know it's a, if it's adaptation or adaptation. It's a good adaptation. Yeah, like, I cry every time. <laughs> in the first 30 seconds, I'm crying. And as we established in another podcast episode, um, Looking for Alaska holds a very dear place in your heart. Yes. In your life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, even Hunger Games, like, I it, I knew of it from a friend because Mockingjay was, uh, like, going to be released within a few months. So I was like, oh, I better yeah. get on it. And then I liked it. Yeah, I feel like I didn't read even the Hunger Games until late in the game as well. And now it's the Fae era. Yeah, a lot of mm. Fae books. Yeah. I so wish that I could have read it in high school, or at least when I was like, like 19, 20, 21 almost. Yeah. It would have been so good. But yeah, I guess if there's nothing else to really say or discuss, that's it. That is. Okay. Thank you once again, everybody, for listening. Keep an ear out for the next for the next one uh the next one should be the crescent city series and yeah. then we'll be completely done with sarah J. mass until yeah. there is another book also keep us in your thoughts as we mourn the end of throne of glass <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i'm so i'm devastated like i'm never like i don't know if i'll ever reread it i'm not much of a rereader i reread it but i never read reread kingdom of ash because i was like i can't like if i do that then yeah that's like <laughs> the full closure yeah look maybe i might try and reread crown of midnight at some point because i have this extra clarity now about what's yeah. going on but yeah i don't normally reread i'm a one and done and i read to forget most of the time yeah <laughs> yeah thanks for listening also this slight disclaimer there may be different volume levels because we've had technical difficulties with this episode yes so the way it's edited might be a little bit weird sorry not sorry but yeah next couple of weeks will definitely be the crescent city series by sarah j mass so join us along with that. There are going to be a bit of big boy episodes because there's just so much to cover. Thanks, thanks for listening. Catch you on the flip. Bye.